Hebrews 12.1 says we are surrounded by witnesses and that we should cast off sin and obstacles that keep us from God. We are to run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is Cross Training. Building your faith to not only carry the cross of Christ, but to get up when you fall and run toward the finish line. Faith-filled business leaders and individuals share their testimony to inspire your journey. Now here's your host for Cross Training, David Anderson. Welcome to uh, Cross Training, hosted by me, David Anderson. We're coming to you from the beautiful Uptown Studios of Loyola University. And we have this morning the happy Italian, uh, Chef Lenny Minutello. And uh, he has a wonderful restaurant up on Jefferson Highway that's in the shadows of St. Rita. And uh, we're also uh, coming as a production of Catholic Community Media. So without further ado, I will introduce you to Chef Lenny, who has this wonderful restaurant and a great sponsor of Catholic Community Radio. We really appreciate that. I don't know you're if, welcome. if you're familiar with how many people you actually touch and drive to church. Yeah, well, we. Uh, I am one. <laughs> I, part of my development into being uh, more devout is Catholic Radio. Yeah. I, I listen to it. We re, since I've been advertising again uh, on Catholic Radio, we've certainly seen um, a few customers come in that said heard you on Catholic Radio, and some of our regulars have said you know heard you on Catholic Radio. So because it's my voice doing the thing, so. it's one of those underground things. That, yeah. yeah, you don't so have it's a big nice. audience. Yeah, but it's a concentrated audience. Yeah, and, I and they're focused. Two Tonys tells me he's uh, Tony Montalbano. Yes, yeah. people come in all the time and say. Yeah. They don't come in and say, hey, I heard you on WWL, I saw this, I thought, saw that. I heard yeah. you on Catholic Radio. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I would imagine being over by St. Rita, there are quite a few Catholics in the neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> Louisiana is a, uh, a plethora of Catholics, which is a good thing. Yeah, my niece just moved down. She's going to Tulane Law School. And she said, Uncle David, I can't believe how how Catholic this city is yeah. coming from the East Coast yeah. uh, in Virginia where there's you know every religion around, a lot yeah. of Protestants. Yeah. So you've been in the restaurant business a long time. Yeah, restaurant, uh, resort, hospitality, food service business since 1967. And it's we gotten had, me through, gotten me through um, my challenges and gotten me through my life to this point has supported me um, pretty much uh, through everything. I mean, I've done some other little odd things, but I always seem to wind up back in the restaurant business or catering or, you know, something like that. What's your favorite dish to eat? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, You know, I could probably eat (laughs) spaghetti and meatballs every day of the week. I am the same. My mother had (laughs) spaghetti and meatballs before I was born, and that is by far... My favorite meal. Yeah. Love, I love mac and cheese. I mean, you know, there's, you know, it's uh, unfortunately you look at my belly and you can see I definitely consume a lot of pasta. Favorite dessert? Not a real big dessert person. So generally, I love dessert. No yeah, ice cream, cake, yeah. tiramisu. Yeah, I, um, I'm not a coffee person, so I don't do tiramisu. Um, I don't really know that I have a, a great dessert. You know, I, I love, your best I love apple pie. Oh, I love apple yeah, pie. So. But we'll get into good food items. That's the middle of the show. Okay. Uh, we kind of start with uh, a point in your life that was difficult, and you had to get through it, and you had to rely on your faith to get through it. And uh, you know, the name of the show is Cross Training because of how Jesus fell, and had to get back up to carry that cross, uh, fell three times, and the Stations of the Cross, you know, we commemorate Jesus falling, and uh, Monsignor Nolte always used to say, uh, we should be commemorating how he got up. Uh, he got up three times, yeah. because had he not, we wouldn't have that great symbol of the cross that binds us all together, whether we are Catholic or Protestant, or we, 
that cross says I'm a Christian. Yes. All because Jesus was able to get up three times after going through what he went through. So it really is something for us. And we all fall down. We all have tragedy in our life. And uh, I don't know how people get through it without it. So um, if you don't mind sharing something that uh, you had to dig deep in your faith to get through. Well, there's, there, there are many things. Um, Regrettably, yes. <laughs> um, I guess when I left, you know, when I left home and went to college for the first, for the first time, it was a challenge. Up in New Jersey? No, actually, we were living in Arizona at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm originally from New Jersey, but we moved to Arizona when I was a senior in high school. And being, you know, on my own uh, at college, it was a challenge. And so I would spend um, uh, a lot of time at the Wesley House for the first um, um it was a Catholic place on campus, and it was a the school was basically probably ninety percent Mormon, so it was a, a challenge in, in, in that aspect. But I did a lot of praying to get through that, and um, started going to play football there. Got injured, wasn't able to play, and so uh, had to switch majors in the middle of the thing and move towards the the theater thing and um, pursued that. But um, you know, I wasn't. As strong in my faith, unfortunately, then as as I am now, but I continue to grow in my faith. I think um, the beginning of my faith, if I can go back a little bit, um, when I was a child, we went. I went to public school in New Jersey, uh, kindergarten through third grade, and then our church, Our Lady of the Valley in Wayne, New Jersey, uh, built a school, and so the um, I was in the. They had grades one through four. And I was in the fourth grade there. And so uh, we went through, I was the first graduating class every year. You know, they added another grade. And I graduated there in 1967. And I didn't know this until much later in my life, but I was the altar boy every single day for Mass. I mowed the lawn at the rectory. I mowed the lawn at the convent. My mother would bake cookies and things for the nuns and everything else and then we also my mother did the altar linens and washed uh, Father Rugel's Cossack and we'd go every Saturday afternoon and put all those on the altar and then Sunday night we'd go bring them back and my mother would starch them they had to all be ironed and rolled and I had not known this till later in life that we didn't have enough money for me to go to Catholic school and so my mother and I <laughs> would do those things to get a break on the tuition so that we're, I was able to go. So A break? It sounds like y'all should have been in the plus on that one. They should have been, okay, his tuition and but, the check. So, I, you know, I, um, I was at a lot of masses. And, um, and Father Rugel was, was very, very kind. And going to Catholic school and growing up with religion class every day, I think really helped and it instilled in me. Uh, the fact that um, that Christ died for our sins, and I, I often hear the term. I'm sure that everyone else hears about being born again, and I think that the first time for me was enough. Being baptized the first time and knowing that Christ is my Savior and He died for our sins, and that um, you know I I'm in the belief that once we die, our sins are forgiven, um, and that. The judgment day comes at, at the end, but basically we're sinless at that point. Whether we go to hell or whether we go to heaven, our sins are forgiven. The reason we might go to hell would be because we didn't believe that Christ died for our sins, and we didn't believe in that. But if we believe, then we're going up. And so faith faith is an important part of what we do every day, prayers, um, praying for healing. Um, th- I think the most important part about prayer, if I'm getting away from the subject, no, you, that's you just, let me know. This is our I, show. This is our show. <laughs> the most important thing about prayer is to begin uh, praising God, and at the end of your prayer, to praise God again and, and 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 thank Him. And all too often, we're continuing to ask, 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 and without praising God and thank thanking God. But I think it's most important that we that we do that. So that's um, how I try to pray each and every time. Praise God in the beginning 
and praise him at the end of, of whatever prayer that, that I might have. Now, when you say you were at Wesley and it was a difficult time for you, were you lonely? Um, well, we had friends. I mean, I had a lot of friends, uh, uh, a lot of friends at college. But like I said, most of them were Mormon friends. And so actually I wound up living at the Wesley House. They had uh, two, two bedrooms there. And uh, for my second year there, I was there. It was only a two-year college, so I actually was there for two and a half years. But um, I, was li- I lived in the Wesley House for a year and a half. So it was, uh, it was, it was good. I took care of the chapel and the church. And priests came to say Mass every Sunday. So I was there for Mass every Sunday, which, which helped. Which, you know, if I hadn't been there, I don't think that... Uh, you know, I, my life might have made made a different turn, but it, but it turned out I think for me very well. I mean, I'm not the king or anything, but I do well, and I'm happy with my life. And again, this I'm David Anderson, host of Cross Training, produced by Catholic Community Media, and we're broadcasting from the beautiful studios of Loyola University. And this morning we have Chef Flenny Minutillo. Uh, Chef Lenny's fine. We're good. Uh, Chef Lenny. <laughs> and he uh, has the Happy Italian Restaurant over on Jefferson Highway, which has a super rating. I looked him up and looked up some information about it. And you have a lot of happy customers. We uh, do. Well, our restaurant's a little bit different. We, we have uh, – it's an open kit kitchen. So we see every customer who comes in, whether they're picking up to-go orders or whether they're sitting at a table or sitting at our little five-seat bar – um, we're, we're right there. So we see everybody and, and you agree at work, we, my son or I, uh, pretty much produce every dish and, um, that comes out of the kitchen. So we are focused on the quality of what we do. We buy quality food and we're, everything is, we don't, you know, except for the pizza toppings. If you order vegetables with your meal, they get cut to order. Nothing is pre-cut. Everything is is done to order so it's uh we only have 45 seats and we're try to control the quality and and uh try to get our that's food the out key you, yeah. you can't uh today in new orleans you might be able to do this in waco texas or something but cisco cannot prepare your meals for you no. not in this town you have to be different you have to, you have have to be come back different. yeah so we were uh talking a little bit about your family life you have a blended family. Yes. Seems to work pretty well for you guys. Uh, you got one in New York, one working with you, a daughter still here, and you lost a son. Um, when you go through something like that, how do, how do you get through that when you lose a, an adult son? Children aren't supposed to die before you. What would you say to God? Um I forget who said who, who where the quote comes from, but um, your God will supply your every need, and even in times of trouble, wow, He'll strengthen you. I, I um, it's amazing to me that you went through those that it, that issue, losing a child, and you still maintain. Um, it seems like your faith have deepened. Uh, some people can turn the other way. Said, you know, why have you forsaken me, and and leave? Sounds like you kind of took the opposite turn, and even got deeper when you were already deep. Yeah, there's always. I mean, unfortunately, there's always a reason. You know, we're 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 all here in this body with our souls, uh, with a purpose, and we hope to find that purpose. And I'm, I believe that when that purpose is complete then God takes us so whether it's no matter how you die it, it's it's uh, all planned you know and uh, some fortunate some unfortunate it's hard to understand why a small innocent child or a baby those are all different things you know it's a challenge there my son was almost uh, going to be 40 what was his name his name was Chandler he was living in Las Vegas and um, wow. um, anyway it's difficult I'm so he I'm had a challenging life uh, I didn't I didn't actually raise him he had a challenging life but um, he uh, unfortunately ended his life and that's mm. I, I, unfortunate to to be in your presence is pretty uh, inspiring because uh, 
we had never met before. We talked on the phone. And Correct. People are familiar with you, cause as restaurateurs are. Uh, a lot more people know you than you know them. And and I generally, and some of the folks listening will get a kick, I bring these rings in that I had, these cross rings that I give some of the guests. And I said, man, what size? So I brought three of them in, a size 9, 10, and 11. And as soon as we shook hands, I, I knew I didn't have a ring in my pocket that was going to fit these bear claws. I mean, you're a bear of a man. And it's always uh, interesting to me to see guys in particular like you who are bears of men and um, with a deep faith. Because often guys, particularly bigger guys like you and I, uh, are more uh, brute and less spiritual or not i wouldn't say less spiritual less your spirituality doesn't wear on the outside people don't realize it but you it comes across right away and, thank you that's very kind uh it it's 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 paradox between you know, your physical size and what you look like and you come from jersey <laughs> that wears out as i mean you just feel that as well yep. uh but then to immediately go into you know what your faith life is like it's it's always impressive to, when you meet someone uh that has an external uh presence that contradicts uh that deep spiritual life that you have and it's a stereotype that we all put on uh, each other, you know, uh, and I'm really delighted to see it because uh, you, know, you hear the ads for the happy Italian. You you talk on the ad, and it's wonderful uh, to hear how deep your faith is. is spectacular, really. I think you know the recent. Uh, we spoke a while ago, but the recent um, uh, opportunities for me to to go to Bible study. Um, on a weekly basis, and about a year ago, I started a one-on-one Bible study on the phone with a gentleman named Barry Haydell, and it's opening my eyes and opening my heart, and I get much, I think my faith has grown. Is that the local Haydells? The bakery? No, it's a different different spelling. Different spellings, yeah. Um are you able to make it over to St. Rita's? I mean, you work, you're open yeah. seven days a week? Yeah. I actually live um, in a different parish, but um, like I said, I work most Sundays, so it's a challenge. And I, of course, I'm working Saturday nights, but um, sometimes I'll catch the Mass on Catholic radio. And, you know, we, we, we um, uh, like I say, I, I, in prayer, I'm, I'm there for God, and God's there for me. When we talk about um, getting down into our faith and having a spiritual advisor like you do with your Bible, one-on-one Bible, and your men's group, but not just a men's group, they're yep. women, but yep. it sounds like mostly men. Both, mostly men, but we have some w- uh, women as well. And um, there's nothing like the camaraderie of getting together with other people that share your faith and devotion and or regular enough to show up once a week to make these, everybody's done their reading, and then we talk about it, right. and uh, it's one of the better parts of my life to participate in that. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, we go to Mass sometimes, and we just sit there, and we listen to the, the Gospel, and the priest may discuss the Gospel, he may not, and, and the different, re- and the different re- readings that are there. But in, in the Bible study, we go in depth into that reading, and... Um, I have learned so much more uh, about uh, the beginnings of the Catholic Church and um, and and how Christianity started. And can you uh, imagine what it was like back then? Mm-hmm. The persecution. Oh, it's horrible! And hanging on a cross because you said, "Yes, I'm a Christian." Uh, okay, well, you're I mean, all, dead. All but one of the disciples were murdered. You know, um, so. And again, this is David Anderson, host of Cross Training, brought to you by Catholic Community Media on uh, several different stations. And you can hear us on Catholic Community Media uh, 
on the Internet, and all of our podcasts are there. And if you have any opportunities to participate and sponsor Catholic Community Media, please do. This is a show, uh, a radio station that is more than that. It, it, we don't have a mission to bring good music. or uh, All we do is bring out people who want to share the Word of God and hopefully get people thinking about Christ in a deeper way and living their life that way. And you sound like you really have a long life of being spiritual, cutting the grass uh, at church. So, you know, that's <laughs> there are, fantastic. There's there so many things. My mother, my mother was an orphan and uh, I grew up in an orphanage. And so when um, I was talking to you about going to Catholic school, um, during that time period, my mother was um, took in foster infants. She didn't want... She didn't want an older child that she could become attached to. She wanted an infant. And so I changed a lot of diapers in, in, my, in my days. And um, we always had, well, there was always a baby in the house, you know, for about probably six or seven years. And uh, it was a very kind thing to do. And it was through, through Catholic Charities. And um, so we, that was back in the day when we used cotton diapers and washed them and dipped them in the toilet and rinsed them off and, wow. you know, all that stuff. So it was... Um, um, Your mother and my mother, my mother would say, you know, we'd, I'd go, Mom, do I stop? Why do I have to? Why can't Laura and Lisa help with this? They're younger, and you, you just, she'd say, offer it up, Lenny, offer it up. You know? <laughs> so that was. She uh, must have been extraordinary. She is. She is. Um, She's still with us? She is. She's still with us. She just turned 91. All right. Um, on June 20th. What's so her name? Great. Her name is Dolores. Hey, Dolores. Uh-huh. Uh, you should be quite proud of the son you raised. Uh, she lives in Arizona. Wow, that's a hot place to live. We yeah. think our temperatures are hot. Good Lord, that's hot out there. It is. Well, you have been a very successful restaurateur here in a very competitive restaurant, uh, a place that's so hard that people in most kitchens in New Orleans cook as well as good as food is prepared in most other places in the country uh, we cook food very well in our homes so to be a restaurant that's successful for how many years well we just passed the 10 year mark a couple months ago that's astounding congratulations thank you uh, to be a restaurant that survives that long in a town where everybody cooks uh, and I didn't know this but uh, all of my friends cook, my guy friends. We went to Dallas South, so we have a core group of guys. Everybody cooks. Uh, in other cities, uh, it's not as common as to have men that cook as well as, as the men down here do. Uh, it's kind of funny. but It's a good trait. It is a good trait, uh, especially for the women in our lives. I know my wife and daughter really enjoy it tonight. My son's coming over, so I'm making meatballs and spaghetti. There you go. Uh, I've already got my uh, – I, I put my veal and, and ground meat together last night, so I'd be marinating overnight. And uh, I'll get on that sauce early today and make it like my mom used to from a tomato paste, mm-hmm. cooking it down. Yep. Uh, I do add a little kitchen bouquet the chef's secret, just to darken it up a little bit. Uh, but I cook it down really good. Okay. How many uh, gallons of sauce do you make a week? Uh, marinara sauce. Um, we're only open four days now, so um, Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 8. We produce um, probably 32 to 45 gallons of marinara a week. And then oh my Lord. pizza sauce. Probably um, about 60 gallons a week, which is a total different sauce. And then we have about five gallons of Alfredo a week, and uh, those are the two major sauces. But we also so about 100 pesto. gallons of sauce a week. With yeah, Combined with, with um, marinara and pizza sauce. Yes. Uh, close to that. That's crazy. Yeah. And you open four days a week. Yeah, but we also do catering. And, gotcha. Know, we, that's a lot of tomato sauce. That's a lot. A lot of tomatoes. <laughs> do you uh, 
You ever cook it from tomatoes themselves? You ever do that for fun on your own? I have made sauce from tomatoes, but basically uh, we take the tomatoes and we jar them and then make the sauce from that. So I've never really made it directly from fresh tomatoes for that kind of a volume. But I've made you know sauce at my house from you know with if I had a when I had a garden or whatever I don't have one currently, but I had to get maybe a bunch of ripe tomatoes or buy some buy a couple flats of tomatoes and we'd you know um, you poach them, them poach them and peel them jar really them. and then then you have that f- fresh tomatoes uh, oh I can't I've, I've never so, done I've yeah. never done that so that's uh, I always wanted to maybe well, I haven't maybe, done, this maybe year in my retirement so we'll see what happens I'll start that again. Is that coming? Is it making an announcement? Oh, one of these days. Yeah, exactly. Days. I'm 70, so it's... A, it's you are kind of, not 70. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. Where are your wrinkles? Well, I'm fat, so it push, pushes the wrinkles out. If I was a skinny guy, you'd see all the wrinkles and you'd see how old they were. Well, was. I'm fat and have wrinkles, <laughs> so I dispel that uh, theory there. We have the happy Italian, Chef Flenny Minutello. You go by the name Happy Italian Pizzeria. Yes. But yet you have filet mignon. Uh, yeah, we, we originally started out as Happy Italian Pizzeria uh, about two and a half years ago. My son uh, bought in, so my son is now my partner. And we changed it. We actually changed the name to Happy Italian Pizzeria Restaurant and Catering. So that's, that's excellent. The, it's funny. When Vince uh, Liberto told me, call you... Uh, and I don't know whether you just restarted uh, uh, being yeah, a sponsor. Did. Yes, but um, yeah, because I hadn't heard it in a in a, in a while. But um, when when he told me to call you and I called you, uh, it was kind of funny. You were like, you know, "Who's this? What do you want?" <laughs> uh, you you know, I guess you get a lot of people calling you trying to sell you stuff for the restaurant all day long, constantly, like and, everyone does. I get all I get the same calls everybody else gets. And you don't have a lot of time uh, in your day to do uh, to talk to knuckleheads that are wanting to offer you something you don't need. Uh, but I'm really glad you uh, went ahead and agreed to come on the show uh, just to meet you and hear your story. It's um, it's something to see a kid who grew up with his mom from an orphanage uh, take those steps. Stay faithful. That's amazing. My dad. Well, you know, I, I, we didn't mention my dad. But my dad was a. My dad was a workaholic, and I think I have that that gene. But um, he uh, he was a very successful man, and um, he passed away about seven years ago. But um, uh, he was 90, 90, 91 wow. and about to be ninety two. So both long lives so i hope i hope i have those genes was he in good shape he was in fairly good shape yeah he his you know his organs just started to deteriorate so he's a world war ii vet he fought in the battle of the bulge um so i'm pretty proud of him he has he had many patents under his name and oh my he was in the the television uh television tube manufacturing business when we had television tubes so his uh, his company manufactured electron emission guns, which was the part that went in the neck of the television tube. And his company was the largest independent manufacturer of those in the world. What a specialty! Yeah, yeah. So he 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 did well. The I'm neck of, of the television tube. I do remember the tubes. Yeah, he had plugged into that little thing yeah, in the back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I uh, can. I mean, think about where technology has gone all the way from there to here. Yeah. So. Tell me a little bit about um, your favorite restaurant outside of your own. Do you even go to another restaurant? Of course we do. Yeah, we, we try to support as many restaurants as we can, um, as we're financially able to do as well. But uh, there's probably se- several. I mean... Um, do you eat Italian? Uh, sometimes. You know, so, so sometimes we do. I, I unfortunately one of my favorites closed, which was Upper Line, and I think uh, Miss Joanne Clevenger probably that was one of my favorite spots at the Upper Line. Um, that was I, my first official date with my wife. There you go. And uh, oh, it was delicious. Yeah, I we, couldn't uh, resist the garlic soup 
Uh, so there was going to be no kissing afterwards. But it was our first date. It was a lunch, and uh, it was so good. We enjoy Lebanon Cafe on uh, on Carrollton. Excellent, um, one of my favorites. Uh, Pelican Club in the quarter. Um, uh, we just ate at uh, Two Jacks uh, really? about a week ago, and it was just excellent. I mean, the service was great, the food was great. I, it's the first time I ate at their new their new location, and uh, Mark's done a great job there. I, I, Where did unfortunately, they he wasn't there. They were further to the French Market. And they yes. moved. I think they moved into the old Bubba Gump. Oh, wow, that's Spot. a good place. I think that's, that's a good they, location. I think that's, where, I think that's what the building was before. So. That's a super high. Yeah, but they they did, uh, the, the renovations looked good, and the food was great. And, you know, we like Tableau. We, well, you know, were they able to so. take the Tujac sign, that neon sign? So, yeah, there? same sign as hanging on the building. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I remember when that building was purchased, uh, everyone thought, Oh no! This is not going to be good for Two Jacks and the owner saying, "Oh, Two Jacks is going to stay, no problem." And no one believed that. Yeah. And, they, then we they did a good job. The food was. My wife and I enjoyed everything we had. We had a, a, a we had some, a, a friend with us, and she enjoyed it too. And so it was. I mean, and that's classic old yeah. New Orleans yeah. Creole food, right there. Good. Delicious. I had an oyster tasso dish that was just superb. Mm. I had an oyster dish the other night at a um, place on Ferret. I'll, I'll think of it in a, in a minute. And it was actually oysters amandine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I normally don't get the oysters at this time of year. But I saw another tray of them going out, and it looked so good. And they were delicious. Oh, uh, you know, there's a dish that I have uh, at, at, uh, at the... Uh, Omni, the Royal Orleans Omni Hotel, mm-hmm. Rib Room. Rib Room. Uh, they have a dish called Anderson's Oysters. That's mine. Uh, my recipe I gave to them, and it became a hit. And they, oh, good. They put it on. Uh, oysters Amandine. And it is really all it is. They call it Anderson's Oysters, but it's Oysters Amandine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's on uh, toast, uh, which is, remember, I used to serve seafood platters, and yep. they always had the toast on the bottom. Yep to soak up the grease and it was absolutely delicious i haven't had a fried seafood platter and i can't tell you how long but uh we 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 miss those great places at west end huh yeah really do Uh, i was out there not too long ago and i was telling my daughter i said there used to be a place out here called fitzgerald's and we it would be a big family treat we'd all go out there and there's just something so exciting yep. about being on the water and the building it was like an old camp yeah brunnings all that yeah yeah uh, it's funny how things come and go and new places are established as family icons and uh, i think out in harahan the happy italian has kind of achieved that status oh thank you and over the next couple of years i'm sure it'll be embedded uh in family lore as well, uh, in great hours, Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday through Saturday. Through four, Saturday. Four days, yeah. That's perfect. That's wish, wish I had more. Do but, you? Uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, but this is what this is what we're capable of doing right now with our staff. And Is that uh, a result of COVID and labor? Yeah, and, we had a lot more people before COVID. I had additional space. Uh, I cut the restaurant down, and um, so... But Just it's good. to make we're, we're it through able, COVID, yeah, and, and stay so alive. we're able to do some catering and other things. You know, we we do a lot of business in the summer with summer camps where kids aren't in school, so we do a lot of pizza and hot dogs and turkey sandwiches and things like that. So it helps us get through the summer, and and we're fortunate to uh, pick up different catering uh, businesses. Uh, turkey sandwich is one of my favorite lunches. I like to cut the ends <laughs> off the bread. Take my Swiss cheese and my turkey, have a little pickle and some potato chips, and uh, there you go. it's one of my favorite lunches. I could eat that almost every day. Uh, I always have a smoked turkey in the in the refrigerator, and that's a Swiss cheese. I get it in the block mm-hmm. and like to Slice cut it. it. Uh, make two finger sandwiches, basically. Uh, probably going to have that today, as a matter of fact, since we're talking about it. Uh, it's one of my favorite. And it's easy. It's quick. You can take it with you if you're going into the office. Now I work out of my house, so I just make it need it. My office is my kitchen table, and I uh, have my turkey sandwich right there. There you go. So uh, do you serve any steak? We do. 
Um, as a matter of fact, today's Thursday. Tonight's our steak night. Um, I don't know what day this this show is going to air, right, but right. currently it's Thursday with you and I talking. But we do have steak on the menu every day. We have a eight ounce fillet and a twelve ounce rib, ribeye, and then we have a um, we rotate. Sometimes we'll have a veal chop. Currently we have a, a twelve ounce uh, uh, porterhouse uh, pork chop. Wow. And I do a uh, homemade um, smoky applesauce that goes on it with a little of a bit of a fig balsamic. Whoa. So that's, uh, yeah. This is uh, high cuisine. I don't know about high cuisine, but of people course. enjoy it. They enjoy it. Tell me a smoked. Smoked applesauce, which I make from how, how do you How do you make? I've never made. Is this is this chef secrets now? We're going to chef yeah, well, secrets. You don't have to. You can leave out you know, some important actually, ingredient. Actually, it's pretty easy. Um, I buy uh, canned apples, mm-hmm. not apples for apple pie with all that sugar and everything in, but canned apples. And uh, take two cans of canned apples, and I um, I just take most of the juice out and cook them down. We add a little bit of brown sugar, uh, a pinch of sea salt. Um, a little bit, a little touch of cinnamon, and then we add a little bit of, of liquid smoke, and it cooks in the apples, and it gives us great smoky flavor. And um, oh, I can't wait to go so try this smoky applesauce, and it's, it's um, it really goes well with the pork because you got this. We season yeah. we season the steaks, we season the pork chops, so they're seasoned on the outside, and everything's broiled, and um, we. The seasoning that we use in the pork goes really well with the smoky applesauce. I've been uh, cooking outside a lot, just not turn on my ovens in the house because the house gets so hot these days. I have a southwest-facing wall of glass, and uh, it looks very pretty, and it's nice most of the time, except about from four, from about three to six. We get that blazing sun, and if I turn that oven on, that house is going to stay warm all night. So I, I bought a little grill that I've been cooking outside, so I don't have to turn. I've even used my pans outside to cook, uh, and it, it makes it a little bit more fun, really. Uh, but there's nothing like being over the stove cooking. And I've been using that liquid smoke uh, on some chicken recipes that I've been doing. Yeah, Yeah, it really adds a lot. I like it. So when you come to the restaurant, I'll bring you back. I hope you come during the summer in this great heat we're having now and you can stand back there with that 600 degree oven and see see what it's like. Is that what you cook your steaks at? Yeah, everything goes in the pizza oven. Just about everything. 600 degrees? Yeah, it's it's, uh, 500 degrees on the bottom and it blows about 625 convection on top. (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, and it, it's got to be just blistering hot back there. Yeah, it is. And we cook our fish. Fresh fish uh, goes through the pizza oven. Um, the pizza oven is a great tool for uh, what we do. And it gives us the ability to do the volume that we're doing and service people um, with the best, freshest ingredients where we're not keeping like a big pan of lasagna hot. Right. Or a big pan egg, clam parmesan hot, so that we're dipping out of something that's been sitting there all day. It's all cooked and heated to order. So th- that pizza, when you're cooking your steaks, that must be like uh, like those salamanders that cook those steaks. Something like that. We actually that put it in a we heat. put it in a, 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 a pie pan, mm-hmm. with, seasoned with a little touch of oil to keep it from sticking to the pie pan, and um, it goes through the pizza oven depending on whether you want it. Rare, medium rare. We know how long to put it through the oven because it's a conveyor oven. It's a oh really it passes it's a, through. It's a granite conveyor oven, so um, it's the pizza. Our pizza goes right on granite. It doesn't go on a pan or a pie. There's no nothing gets brushed. Does it make You're not going to have a crispier crust. Yes, there's no oil on our crust. You know, like a, some of the competitors that use a. Uh, impingement oven that has wire. They have to put the pizza on a pan, so they have to grease the pan so that the pizza comes off, and so you get this greasy pizza. Now, a lot of people, like everything else, they're used to that. Some people, when they come to Happy Italian, thin crust or thick crust. We have two different two two different styles. So a lot of people, people come and go. Oh, this is this this crust is so so dry, but they're so used to some of our competitors where they're you know have that grease. They have to grease those pans, and they get that greasy dough. But I'm a thinning crispy. Ours is dry. Uh, yeah, pizza crust. 
We do a Neapolitan style, which is our thin crust, uh, no sugar, no oil. And then we do a classic one that has uh, olive oil and, sh- and sugar in it. So I knew that there was one we of the Chicago of place. Uh, I had a Chicago, I had always heard Chicago pizza style. We went up there for something a couple of years back and had it. And it was really delicious. Yeah. I mean, one slice, you don't need any more. It was so thick. But uh, pr- I, I prefer the New York style, uh, which sounds like you have both. Uh, yeah, we have both. And do you make your dough? Yes, we make all our dough. We make everything from scratch. Excellent. You know, we have a, a cauliflower, a gluten-free cauliflower really? crust that we buy. So we don't, we, don't, we don't make that one, but... Yeah, some of the things that we used to make, we used to make our own breadsticks and things like that. But with the labor being where it is right now, it's um, it's a challenge for us. So we discontinued some of those items. It's unfortunate, but we're still there. We're still doing well, and you yeah, know, we're still focus on adjust. we focus on what what we can do best and continue to service uh, the people, and they seem to be happy. So I have a couple friends that live out there, and I called them and say, "Man, you go to a happy day." I couldn't stop talking. Yeah, it's like their favorite. I'm like, excellent, excellent. And again, this is David Anderson, host of Cross Training. We're on Catholic Community Media. And we have uh, Chef Lenny this morning from the Happy Italian, one of really appreciated sponsors of Catholic Media, uh, Catholic Community Media, who uh, is a very successful restaurateur in one of the hardest markets to be a restaurateur in, is New Orleans. Uh, we tend to eat home a lot. Uh, we all cook. So to have a restaurant that people go to, it has to be above and beyond something delicious and cost-effective. You can't just charge crazy prices. We're not a wealthy area, so uh, people really want a, a decent value. Uh, it's got to be a hard medium to f- fit right into to get that price right with the food that of the quality you want to serve that's correct yeah that's kind of a trick and and make it delicious yeah uh other than that so let's go back to your spiritual side i love the story that your mom how she managed to get y'all through uh catholic school that is fantastic uh and it really instilled your faith, um, I guess it was what she was doing and expected. Uh, a lot of times you can turn away from that and go in all kinds of different directions, as most people do. But she went through a lot uh, to make sure you had a Catholic education. Yes. Um, and she's in Arizona now? She's in Arizona now, yes. Well, when you speak to her next, tell her I said thank you. I will never uh, Definitely thank you, because you can only imagine, you know, mom, kids in public school, she's seeing things going on that uh, she would prefer you not to have exposure to, knowing that the Catholic school is going to uh, pull you in a different direction. Uh, We did that. My daughter was in uh, public French charter school for seven, eight years, and we brought her to Dominican for eighth grade, and she came home and said, Dad, I now have a relationship with Jesus. I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, as good as that other charter school was, it was great. No one's going home saying that to their parents. Yeah, that's uh, very, and very, it, uh, very pleasing. It really, really was. And, you know, the tuition is not cheap. It's not the most expensive. It's half of the... The private schools, uh, as most of the Catholic schools are, just thought the value of it uh, cost-wise was great, but the relationship that one can develop with Jesus and and a Catholic faith is, I mean, who can put a price on that? And to have it instilled like your mom did at an early age uh, has the opportunity to stick with someone for their whole life. Now, I know a lot of kids go to Catholic schools and then come out and they don't believe in God anymore. They certainly don't believe in in the Catholic Church anymore. But once they have those babies, uh, somehow they uh, all seem to have some 
instinct to say it's probably better to raise my child with the church than not. And you see a lot of them come back in their young 30s and 40s. Uh, I guess I was kind of the same way. That's a good thing. For sure. You we, don't, hope, we hope that trend continues. You don't sound like you really left your faith at all through your whole life. I think there were times when I did. Um, but uh, I, I, I say I think there are times when I was. I think there's times when I doubted my faith. I don't think I ever lost it, but I doubted it. And I uh, came to the realization through prayer that... Um, that God always there for you, and I'll always be there for you. The Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you strengthens you so that you're worthy. It, um, I guess, it was about 15 years ago when I kind of took the turn back into faith. I had a bank downtown, and the church was next door, and I'd go for mass, and it was the first time I ever heard the priests and the homily. I'd been to masses my whole life, but for some reason in my world You didn't listen, you didn't focus. I didn't focus and I heard I heard this guy and he was a Jesuit priest and I it pulled me back every day. It was like, wow, I can go over there for lunch and listen to this. It was just this great lecture of what faith was about and what Jesus was calling for and his homilies were brilliant and the gospel and the reading. Um, now I, uh, a Eucharistic minister and a lector, matter of fact, was it Monday evening, the vigil we had, uh, I was able to do both the readings, be the Eucharistic minister. Uh, I felt like I was really, uh, sent the note to my, my men's group. God, God, it was the most wonderful experience for me. I felt so connected uh, to Jesus and to Mary. Uh, it was just a really unique experience. Uh, as this show is, for me, uh, it's good for folks like you just to be able to share your faith. But for me, I get to hear it and meet the person who's been through this. Because um, you know, we all go through difficult times. We do. And, and you know, you mentioned something about the cross earlier, and and what I tell people who say, "Man, I just I just kind of lost it, and this and that," and I was driving, and I go, "You're driving." I said, "On every single road, anywhere you go, there's a power line, and those power lines are in the sign of the cross. You can't drive a hundred yards without seeing the sign of the cross, no matter where you are, no matter where you go." Especially on the country roads, there is a cross right there. You know, you look up and it's a power line. It's the cross, and it it's it's a sign. I don't know if God made sure to put it like that, or if anybody else realizes that or sees it like that. I have but I never thought of that. I see it every single time. I will not, and I hope I all the listeners every single time. You see know, it that the, that, yeah. that there is a cross right there. You know, it's it's. Um, how can you not see the sacrifice that God made for you to save you? Mm. I came home uh, a couple of years ago. I was coming home from downtown, and there was uh, you know, the the plane. The planes leave those trails in the sky. Uh, there's a yeah. name for them. I forget what they call them. But there was a be- and the sun was setting, and it was a beautiful, illuminated cross uh, of those planes exhaust, and it was pink and giant and it was just I, I had to pull over and to try to get a good picture of it it was one of the most uh, inspiring moments I was going home and it almost looked like that cross was over my house I'm sure it wasn't but it, it felt that way from a distance and I, I like to see crosses I, I will try to see them wherever I can and you just opened it up where I will see them all the time now thank you you're welcome. I've never uh, associated that uh, the power lines, but makes a lot of sense. Was there anything you wanted to talk to the listeners about in particular uh, that you wanted to share? 
think so. I think um, you came with notes. I did come with <laughs> notes. I did come with. So notes. there's something on those notes that there you is, want to share is. that I, we didn't I, hear. Um, I just like to be prepared, and um, you know, I, I, if you're having um, trouble with faith or anything like that, you know, I read a lot of David Jeremiah, and um, one of his quotes. I read a lot of David Jeremiah, and one of his his quotes is that uh, God will certainly give you the privilege of facing trials and difficulties. Privilege, you ask? Yes, yes I'm just thinking a, that. Yes, it is a privilege to experience the trials and testing. At this moment, our faith takes on a new meaning, and we grow deeper in our faith walk. So um, to be obedient to God, we must have faith in him. And uh, so the difficulties, like you said before, you know, Jesus falling with the cross, we should celebrate him getting up. We need to, we need to celebrate with God the fact that we're going to get through our trials and tribulations uh, with his help, you know. And um, many of us like to pray to Mary or the saints, and um, they act as our intercession between uh, our prayers on God, and so we hope that they pass those things on when we pray to Mary, when we pray to Saint Anthony, that something's lost and can't be found, or whatever your favorite patron saint is to do anything for for you. Um, I know every day there's a saint of the day, um, uh, but you know they're 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 there as pathways to pass our help, pass our words on to. to to God, and um, of course, we pray directly to God as well. He's always there for us. So, any more? That's it's brilliant. That is brilliant and very timely for me. I'm going through a very difficult time right now, and oh. it's uh, to hear those. It's a privilege to have the trials and tribulations. To uh, I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Anything else from that? No, uh, I'm good. I, I think. Um, I think that's it for for my notes. Um, remember that we are never abandoned by God. He is. We're never abandoned by God. He is ever present. So, well, it's come to the conclusion of, of this hour. Okay. Pretty quick. Uh, probably be, uh, certainly have come into the happy Italian and already had my meal and uh, ready for dessert uh, after after this length of time. But uh, we like to end our show with the Hail Mary. Okay. And hopefully the listeners join in with us. So if you don't mind, well, if you don't mind leading us. Sure. Hail Mary, Mary full of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Cross Training with David Anderson is a production of Catholic Community Media. Thank you.